The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. In this episode, we go off on how to not get pulled out to sea by the riptide currents of deceitful, delusional, or defeating stories, whether they're stories from your own head or from the culture that surrounds you. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Living our love story. Welcome, everyone. We're finally on to part three of our three-part series on the stories we tell ourselves. Okay, so if you have been following, mm-hmm. part one, we mentioned Taco Bell. Part two, we mentioned how we did not eat Taco Bell, yet our alarm went off about what we were making. So in part three, which is today, we are going to tell you that we actually... <laughs> Had everything in the pantry to make, not only make our own Taco Bell, make our own tacos, but healthier versions, grain-free taco shells. Taco shells not made out of corn, so they're grain-free taco shells. Toast has probiotic sour cream, organic, and I have non-dairy plant-based sour cream. We have like everything. We even have salsa. We have all the spices. To make tacos, we have cilantro from the garden. I mean, come on. <laughs> I forgot. Why go right. to Taco Bell? I forgot I had, I had harvested cilantro. Yeah, That's there's right. a lot. There's a lot. So anyways. So stick around if you've for been wondering. some homemade tacos. All right. That's so what here we, we are. That's what we have waiting for us after we finish this episode. Yes. I hope you have something yummy waiting for you. But, okay, let's recap Let's recap. Okay. Sure. Okay. So part one in this series about the stories we tell ourselves, we made the case for why stories are important. And in a nutshell, really, when you think about it, the only way we have as human beings to understand who we are and to understand and make sense of the world that we live in is stories. That's why they're important. And we also said, you know, think about uh, the fact that we never know the whole story. And if you can, try and be okay with that, with not knowing and not rushing to try and fill in the blanks with judgments about other people or even about Mm -hmm. yourself. Uh, it, It can be really helpful to be able to sit in a mystery yeah. of not knowing. In part two, 
we talked about rewriting the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Yep. How how we're we inherit stories, we're given stories as extremely young human beings. Mm-hmm. Or we make up stories as a coping mechanism. Right, because yeah. we do want to fill in the blanks and we want to live yeah. in a world that makes sense. That's a purely instinctual need to feel safe in the world, to have some level of predictability. And as we grow and evolve, it's helpful to be able to consciously examine those stories and, you know, make improvements to them in ways that serve us better. The way things, uh, stories that fit us better, just Mm -hmm. like a better pair of pants. (laughs) (laughs) And in this part three, well... After this, we're going to talk about uh, how to... Well, you help me out, Sienna, because we kind of have different takes on this. We do have different takes. So now in part three, we're going to talk about, well, how do you manage not making up just crazy stories throughout your day with things that happen involving other people? Like as you go go throughout your day, this this certain thing happens at work. And then how do you curb the desire to make up this story that might not be very energetically efficient for you? So how do you manage the stories about that happen people? within your one day of living? About other people. <laughs> and, and I guess my instinctual take and how it differs from Sienna's is that I focus on, I guess, are, are you saying that I focus on the stories about ourselves still? I think you were still focusing on other stories being stories that you that also are about yourself in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's still true. But I think for clarity's sake, focusing this part three on the stories we make up about other people versus the story we have made up about ourselves, as we've sp- uh, spoken about in part two. Okay. You know, I think that's the main easy to say difference. Okay. But the, a story that you make, where the spotlight is. But what you're saying, a story we make up. What about am I saying? Another, Tell me what I'm saying because I'm <laughs> confused here. Because a story that we make up about another person does have a lot to do with a story we tell about ourselves. So it is connected to the story we tell about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But in this part three, we're going to just kind of corral it to the stories we talk, we say about other people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because otherwise, we're going to be in circle, 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 Thank circle. You. Feel crazy. And I can just feel it coming. I can feel it coming, though, from in back of my my body. I can feel that I I don't know if I'll be able to stop myself Mm. from from saying something. Well, if you have to say it, you have to say it. (laughs) So if you think about just the day that you've had already. You're listening to this podcast. It might be nighttime. You've had a full day. It might be late morning for you. So you've had a little moment of day. But think about, have you told yourself any stories about someone else? (laughs) Have you already created a story? And the weird remark that they did or the weird text that they sent or the text that they didn't send. It's like, why haven't they sent... Why haven't they responded to you? Why didn't they text me back? Right. We tell our stories, tell ourselves stories about other people. We make up these stories all the time. And 
as Toast mentioned, you know, one reason we do that is to make sense of things because that's a natural drive that we have. We have to make sense of things. I also see it as at the end of the day, we just want to be loved. So when something happens that doesn't feel like a loving act, someone not returning your text, you just want to be loved. So you're wondering like, well, why didn't they text me back? What is, what's going on? Did I do something? Oh, maybe, you know, and you're just, I mean, you can go crazy making up stories. So anyways, our effort today in this part three is to, well, let's see how we can curb that just a bit. Because again, we're going against what we naturally want to do, Mm. which is find that meaning. We naturally all at the end of the day want to be loved in some way, shape or form. Mm. So let's see how we can do that in an efficient way that's going to hurt us the least. Okay. (laughs) So a lot of times, like Toast was talking about the stories that we tell ourselves, we will have this story that we've taken and maybe we haven't rewritten it. So that that will cast a tint on the kinds of stories we create that involve other people. Well, why didn't they text me back? Mm. Oh, did I do something? Mm. So if you think maybe, did I do something? You might have a story about um, maybe not feeling good about yourself. Maybe um, maybe there's old trauma. Maybe you tend to feel like, uh, maybe you were blamed a lot as a kid. I mean, so I'm going, I'm just going into a lot of things. Yeah, but all the, all the possibilities, is, right? Wait. There, I mean, there's so many different possibilities, okay. but if that, but that could be a story you create. Yes, absolutely. They just don't like me anymore. I, di- I probably did something, mm-hmm. you know? So that could be a story. So how do you manage that? Because can you imagine? That's just one thing that happens that you've created a story about, but then you still have to go to work. There might be a story about work there. Mm-hmm. You know, something might happen at home where there's an opportunity to create a story. So how many stories are you going to create throughout the day? Just the one story about someone not texting you back and maybe you've done something. Mm-hmm. Wow, when you think about the energy that goes out to that and one, carrying that throughout the day and wondering, God, what did I do? What did I do? That's a lot. And how am I going, like, am I going to ask should them? I, should I text them back and say, did I, I'm so, you know, did I do something? Um, that I'm unaware of, whatever it might be, this is one story, people. So we make up a lot of stories throughout the day. So times that by 10. Now you're carrying all these 10 stories and consciously you're not necessarily thinking of each story, but you are thinking of each story. You are. You're holding these stories. Your energy is taking up energy from your body, your mind, your spirit. All these stories are holding energy that you could be using to go take that walk, to cook dinner instead of going to Taco Bell, right? Like it's taking up space and taking up energy. So how can we manage this? Well, first of yeah, all, because I'm feeling a kind stressed. of stressed out <laughs> just listening to this. So, number, so, so going back to part two, right? It's examining your own, well, what is the story you tell yourself, right? So it's making sure that You've done a little bit of that work. You've done a little bit of digging. You have an awareness about that. So that's always good to look at to see what the what tint am I casting on the stories that I'm creating about others. Okay. And maybe you don't have time to do that. I don't know. Maybe you didn't listen to part two. Maybe you don't care. But anyways, so if, if that's the case, one way that we can manage the kinds of stories we tell is to try and look 
for what is a fact. What are the actual facts? Are these things true? Look at what's true and focus on what's true. And that is it. Do your best to leave it at the facts to curb the storytelling. Okay, so this is kind of, it sounds like a full circle thing going back to our part one mm-hmm. in this series because mm-hmm. it's like if we can manage to just withhold judgment and yes. not know take and a, leave it take at that. A moment. It's like, you know what? All yeah. I know is they didn't text me back yet. Yeah. And that's all I know. Yeah. We and don't need to make it worse than it is. We don't need to even make it better than it is. Although if you are going to lean one way with some awareness, better is a little bit better. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, because it's under. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can see it because it. It. Anyways, we can. That's a whole other. I know. We we might have to. We might this be a part four. We might have some time to to still talk about that. But when you separate, when you are able to just take that moment, even if you just practice taking the moment, you find yourself starting to wonder, and then you see you see yourself. Oh, I'm creating a story. Anytime you do that, if you can just take a quick moment to go, okay, and ask yourself, what are the facts? What is true? Even if you just take that moment and you end up still creating a story, eventually that practice will help cultivate more of that curbing of then making up this whole story about it. So when you do separate the facts from the story, it helps to accept people and the situation as they are. Just, this is what it is. Okay. This is what it is. Mm. And by doing that, it helps to remove that emotional charge Mm. around the story, the potential story. The made up story. The made up story. And then that also helps keep the drama away. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not Mm going to go, oh my God, I can't believe they didn't text me back. Mm. I can't believe, you know what? They must be still angry. Remember that time three months ago when I, you know, I mean, it's like the kinds of stories, it's just kind of crazy, but we all do it. Mm. We all do it to some extent, you know? Mm -hmm. So really taking that time to ask, is this fact? Okay. But going back to, you know, making up stories that are less energetically efficient. So like, you know, like a negative story that is more hurtful for yourself versus trying to be a little more optimistic and leaning on the brighter side of things because you can go either way, right, when creating a story. Mm -hmm. Well, it would be helpful to have an Oh, okay, so if we talk, if we we take the text story, someone didn't text you back, if we take that story. Okay. And you can maybe say the example that we gave, which is like, ooh, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe they're mad at me. Okay. I think they might be mad at me. Okay, okay. there's that story, okay. which leaves you feeling bad, right? I mean, and, and then you're wondering. Right, it causes you're drama. you're on edge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can also... I mean, I, I guess it could. It, it, it depends on so many well, factors. Well, it depends on who and you that's, are. blah blah Well, that's what we're about to talk <laughs> about, right. Though, right? So it's then too- if you create the story going the other way, the more what seems on the outside, the more optimistic way okay. of like, you know what? They just forgot. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just, if I don't hear back from them tomorrow, I'll just give them another text yeah. and you walk away, mm-hmm. right? And another option so, could be, oh my gosh, they might, be, have, they might have driven off a cliff. 
Well, right. And then that doesn't make you feel good. There's a lot of options. (laughs) So I'm just really talking about, you know, when you're making up a story, Uh you will either lean to a story that does not make you feel good. Right. Or you will lean towards a story that, okay, that makes you feel good, or at least has an optimistic slant to it. Or at least it doesn't make you feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. These two ways. So earlier we were talking about, well, even though the optimistic slant might seem to be better... I think I know what Toast was alluding to in terms of you do have to, there is a place for looking at um, someone's pattern Mm -hmm. of behavior uh, they have shown to you, Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. Because people have patterns of behavior and those are not to be just neglected. They are information. Yes. Those patterns of behavior, say, let's take the non-texting person, right? The person who doesn't text you back. Mm -hmm. If there are, um, in the past, with this person, if they tend to just not only not text you back, Mm -hmm. but they've tended to show um, disrespect to you in other ways by maybe not valuing your time, mm-hmm. maybe showing up late to things, uh, maybe not showing up at all and saying, ooh, sorry. Standing you up. Standing you up. I mean, if there is and a, saying, a hey, history. I'll, I'll get back to you by Monday and the Monday comes and, and goes. And they, they never get back to you. Like if there is a history and pattern of behavior of disrespect by this person, those are facts. They have stood me up three times. They have done this. Those are facts. Those aren't stories. Those are, that's, that's what's true, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's a place for that. So when you are looking to, you know, a fine meaning to create order, the person doesn't text you back. So if you have that history, sure, this could be the time that they have a respectful (laughs) reason for not texting you back. Okay. But if the pattern and history has shown otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I would assume like it, you're going to make up the story that, that <laughs> leans towards their pattern of behavior that aligns with that. That's based in, in And reality. in a way, um, that story might not make you feel good, mm-hmm. but that is a story that is better to make up based on their pattern of behavior with you from before than going the optimistic slant. If you're going the optimistic slant with a person who has shown, shown you who they are, mm-hmm. that's not good for you. That's going to end up making, hurting you anyways. So, I mean, there's a lot to say about making up the stories, right? And then it's going to be the decision of, okay, well, do I deserve this? Is this relationship worth this? Mm-hmm. And then you got to decide. Yes. I think Anyways, what, that was a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I appreciate that added context because um, life is uh, a series of relationships that exist within a larger context. Always. There's always a larger context involved. So when, in this example... Mm-hmm. There, there's a relationship and a exchange, mm-hmm. okay, text and, you know, somebody didn't respond within Whatever a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. That relationship exists in a larger 
context. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're saying. And that's what we're saying is like, listen, that's part of reality too. Yeah. Those are facts. So it's not just History about... History is facts. Yeah. It's not... It's, it's never just about, well, be the bigger person mm-hmm. and always assume the best of people. Mm-hmm. And, and take al- it. And always, you know, <laughs> and it's always good to, you know, just be concerned about serving and being of service and not expecting anything in return. Mm. And you're just putting good energy out there. And that's always the best thing to do. And, and that's the rule of thumb you should always live by is just be, be of service and, uh, just be there for the other person and do for the other person. Yeah, and no. that's the good thing to do. That's what no, being a good because, person means. No, because and, that's uh, not me, a self, that's not a loving act to your, towards yourself. Well, and, and I guess for some people, maybe that does genuinely feel good and right. And, and for those people, they're going to die on a cross for your sins. And that's their Whoa, life path, <laughs> right? No, no. It's like maybe for 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 a certain person, Ooh. for certain people. Yeah. But then that's, that's what, their story, right? Exactly. That's that what is feels their story. right for I will them. Martyr, my I am a martyr, right? I will martyr myself, and they feel good about that. Yes, and they genuinely feel good, like, and that's their path, right? And I do believe there are people, yeah, like that, that yes. uh, that are like that. Yes, yes. But not everybody. No. So like basically, personally, I'm not Jesus Christ. So I'm not going to do that because that doesn't feel right for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think you feel like that's right for you. No. And, and listener, you may not feel that's right for you either. You may not want, you know, may not feel that you, you should die on a cross and be a doormat for other people. So... It really does come down to knowing how you feel in the in the larger context of your relationship with people. Yeah. So what so kind of just to wrap this part up, okay. What we're saying <laughs> is to do your best separating the facts from the story. Do your best separating the facts from your story, from the story. And I know, um, you know, in the example we just gave, it might not be so simple, but just attempting to create that little space to go, what are the facts? Trust me, that is going to help so much to create awareness around it versus you just, you know, versus just creating a story that's so painful or creating a story that's naive where you're just stepping into the trap that you've stepped into 15 times Mm -hmm. and you're hurting anyways by creating what seems to be an optimistic or energetically efficient story, you know? And and the thing is, I think when it's optimistic or energetically efficient, for how long? Right. How long is it? How long uh, is it energetically efficient for? Maybe it's, maybe it makes you feel good for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then it's going to come back around. Exactly, because the story the keeps going. Yes. The story yes. always keeps going. It never ends. So, so you have to be prepared and think yeah. about what's going to happen in the next episode. Yes. So ideally, though, yeah. ideally, the habit that would be great to cultivate is to always ask what is true. 
because what is true are the facts. Mm. What is true? And this will show you, because a lot of times you might find just one fact versus all these assumptions you've made. And that shows you, that just, that just hammers in the idea Toast was talking about, which is we never know the whole story. Mm-hmm. So you find one fact, the fact they did not text me back, that's the only fact. Okay, that's it. To separate from, cre- you know, come you're looking at me like that. I guess because in this story that we're using, it's like, we don't know. Has this person stood you up, you know, like multiple times? Has this person um, failed to show up when they said they would? Or um, has this person been otherwise reliable? Well, I'm, I'm talking about just that Are this we- is a person who doesn't have the pattern of history. Oh, okay. Where, so, you know what I mean? So, like, okay. So if that's the case, then the fact is they just didn't text you back. And then you know? later on, you find out, new phone, who it is? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you have to look at a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And assessing the facts does mean going back to some of the past patterns of how yes. people have shown up. That's part of the facts. That's self-care. That is self-care. Do we just confuse everyone? Are you confused? <laughs> I have this blank, confused, <laughs> you think kind of like wondering. Like I right. need some homemade okay. tacos, I think. I'm curious. Um, do you want to tell everyone mm-hmm. the stories that you felt were coming up from behind you that were going to emerge from you? Oh, yes. Thanks for reminding okay. me. Okay. Let's see if I can manage to pull this together. A story or advice that I feel is so prevalent in the personal development world is to is that you have control of yourself so take 100% responsibility for your life you know it never see yourself as a victim you're not you, you're you're the cause of everything in your life like do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. All the inspirational, motivational quotes are about like, you know, make your own weather wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Don't complain about the weather. Make your own weather. Make your own luck. You know, you have control of your life and you are responsible for it. And while I can see, uh, I can, I can see that, that, kind of perspective can come from a good intention where you're, you know, you're trying to help the person to feel that they have agency in their life. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing Mm -hmm. because we do have agency in our life. Yeah. It's equally true that other people have agency as well Mm -hmm. in your life. Other people do have influence over you too. And the environment influences you as well. And maybe this is just my perspective because of my thing of like, well, I'm not the main character. Life is not all about, like I'm not the hero of the story. You know how I talked about that in the, pre- in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But personally, I have found it very helpful when thinking about the stories and how we understand life 
that while I do give myself a sense of agency and the honor of uh, having causation, like being able to cause things to happen in the world, at the same time, I think it's also helpful to give that kind of honor and respect to other people and other forces in the world, that they have the power of causation as well, and that you are also subject to them too. You know, hmm. that you, that, mm-hmm. that I am not the master and commander, and if the world doesn't match, you know, my uh, vision for, for my life, that's on me. It's all on me. Mm. And, and I think that kind of uh, conclusion is mm-hmm. easy to come to based on the, the constant motivational quotes that we hear about mm. like, hey, it's, you know, you make your life. You're responsible for how your life looks. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I abs- yeah, I totally okay. know what you're saying. I feel like um, we do, I do appreciate those quotes just um, to give people a place to start to help really That's what I think. inspire hope again, especially yeah. if you felt really... Mm. Um, mm just down and not, and like, oh, I guess this is it yeah, because it, I don't want that either. You right, know? I it, wouldn't want that. So to me, well, the when, thing about just, um, having agency over your life mm-hmm. there, I mean, there is so much we can control, mm-hmm. which is what we choose to do with each day, mm-hmm. which is how we choose to think. Mm-hmm. There's a level of that, mm-hmm. which is, you know, who we choose to become to a degree, mm-hmm. right? To a degree. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. can keep dissecting it down mm-hmm. But it's not just that, like what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. not just that. There are other people around. There's, there's even this vantage point of just spirit, right? Like what, there's a vantage point we cannot see mm-hmm. of things that are meant to happen for us or not. We cannot see that. We cannot see, you know, so we don't know everything. We can't try to know everything, but what can we do? We can make our decision to live a life the way we want to live it. We can choose that to at least move in that direction. And I think that's, I think that's good. Yes. You know, you just can't be, I think it's not helpful to be so tied to it. Tied to, to what? To the direction you want to move your life towards you Mm. can't be such you can't be so tunnel vision about it Mm. that you don't allow room for like the other influences because I think sometimes we think we know what's best but we don't because we don't know everything right and so something will happen and then later only looking back you're like wow I'm so grateful for that Mm -hmm. that's not what I wanted at the time um and again, it doesn't all have to be bad things, right? right. What we see as bad, right. just anything that's not what we expected, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that, I'm so grateful that happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, I think that that is the picture of having a healthy relationship with life. Mm-hmm. 
Because when you're in a relationship, it's not just about like, well, I want this relationship to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And because I have 100% responsibility for what happens in my life, I'm going to make it this way. Yeah, see, I don't believe we have 100% responsibility for what happens in our life. I absolutely do not believe that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that you do. I'm saying that that, uh, that perspective is very often heavily implied we by have, the types of motivational yeah. and inspirational quotes that we are fed by we this have, society. We have the power. The power we have mm-hmm. is how we're going to respond. I mean, seriously, that is, that is the power we have. Mm-hmm. How am I going to respond to this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, if you just, if, if anyone just really takes that in and truly responds in the best way that they know in that moment. I mean, that's all you can do. Right. You know, while, and I'll add this, while concurrently go for, going for the life that you want. Yes. It's not about just, you know, being like a little slug on a, on a sidewalk. No offense to slugs. And just like trailing along with leaving a little clear foot. thing yeah it's 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 not just <laughs> that go for it be the butterfly fly around zoom around do you know go for that life you want have the vision so that at least the life force that's within you can be directed in some way but leave a lot of room for remembering that you don't know everything and you don't know what you don't know and it's okay and leave room for that because something even more beautiful might come of it so that's what I'll say. And you look unfinished. Do you need to? Oh, do I? I don't know. You look like you're thinking. Well, we can talk about this all thinking. day. All right. But we won't. Thank because you, everyone. We have more episodes. We need to eat dinner. Our non-Taco Bell, our at-home tacos, grain-free Cilantro from the garden. Oh, yeah. Tacos. Thanks for listening. (laughs) And we'll see you around. Look us up on Instagram. Our handle is Sienna and Toast. Our website is siennaandtoast.com. And until next time, as always, in a very non-sassy way, we we, we tell you, live your love story. Do it. Do it. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.